0: 29th, 2021, BroPod, Scott and Todd coming at you on a Thursday evening. Lovely weather. Thursday. Here in Studio A, like in studio. Oh, what's,
1: what's the, a
0: wait, what's the weather? It's uh, it's warming up a bit. It's going to be very, it's going to be hot this weekend. I'm actually not excited. Hot. Jamie is thrilled. Spicy. It's going to be near 80 tomorrow and over 80 on Saturday.
1: I'm not a fan but today it was like sixty, little breeze. Oh, that's perfect. It was near ninety. It was in the upper eighties here. Yeah, was the, the
0: short-sleever that you're uh, rocking. It was, it was
1: hot as fuck. I was, I was like, to me, it should never be above eighty-five. That's like the maximum temperature it should ever be.
0: I mean, hang on. Let me let yeah. Let's think about this. I'll I'll allow over eighty if I'm at the beach or the pool, but I agree with you. Over eighty five is too much. But I typically don't even want it over eighty myself. But if I'm at the yeah no, I mean
1: if if we could max out at seventy eight, because if if it's seventy eight and sunny, if you're sitting in the sun, it feels hot as fuck. Yeah, that's so eighty five just makes it worse, and then everything above that is just gross. Don't don't at me, bro. Not you, but don't at me, bro. Yeah, send there's There's email. this guy that I used to work with. Um, he's like, oh, I love it when it's hot. He's like, give me 95 and super humid. I'm like, what the fuck is... What? Nobody likes that. How can you and like that? super humid? Is he from Louisiana or something? No, he's from Ohio, but like... Uh, oh, my God. He lived in Greenville for a while, and I think he really liked the climate in Greenville. I was like, what the fuck? No. No. I mean, he also lived in Denver. I'm like, what
0: is wrong with you? Wow. Yeah, thankfully, Denver versus like Columbia, Denver. Greenville versus Columbia, um, you rarely get the 95 in humid. 90 in humid, sure. But like Columbia, you'd have 95 or 100 in humid for a while there. Greenville, not as much. Denver, never through December.
1: (laughs) No, it's not that bad. Um, But yeah, to like that. I don't I am like, do you just like sweating? He's like, Yeah, I just like feeling hot. I was like, What the fuck? Yeah, buy a sauna. A sauna. Yes,
0: seriously. As the kids call it. Um or, or yeah, live in Florida. I don't know that. Or live like, in Florida, I, Louisiana, yeah, for sure. I couldn't live in Florida. No, no chance. Absolutely no chance. With all due respect to our aunt and uncle. Just walk outside and sweat. Yeah. grandparents and father and his youth. And anyone else I know that lives in Florida, <laughs> which is multiple I'm not people. Saying anything, I, I'm not saying anything about bad, you know, about, bad people about the people. I understand that.
1: You're just saying. There are a bunch do. of morons that live in Florida, but that's not what I'm saying.
0: It's interesting, though. Let's talk about Floridians for just a second, specifically our family. Okay. Let's, let's take a deep dive. Um, <clears throat> I, I saw a picture on Facebook of our father and our aunt and uncle taken, I think, last week. They had a meal oh, really? together. I, I haven't looked at it. Which he without, told
1: me they were. He was meeting
0: with Oh, yeah, I didn't them. know that. I didn't know that. But without going into too much depth, our, our aunt has been very present in our lives most of our life. Our uncle has not. Um, so it is it is a kind of a big thing to see the the picture of a picture of the three of them. But um but it is interesting and, and Jamie and I were talking about this yesterday for some reason, but our aunt and to the best of our knowledge, our uncle never left Florida, like never lived anywhere else. Um and again, not to hone in on them, but it, there are people that are like that, that never leave, like our my, my godmother. I don't think she ever left. She may have lived in California for a little bit, but 90 plus percent. No, I don't
1: think she did. Yeah. Uh, your Our aunt lived in New York City for a while. Oh, that is true.
0: Well, okay, fine. Let's, and let's, our
1: uncle looks very very much like I remember our grandfather. Shockingly. You now that I'm seeing that. Yes,
0: <laughs> I told that I told that to Jamie. I was like and and I remember like one of the few times I ever met twins. him wins. Yeah, one of the few times I ever met our uncle or spent any time with him was I believe our grandmother's funeral. And just the way he sounds his mannerisms and even back then he kind of looked like our grandfather, but yes, now 20 plus years later it's it's almost creepy. Like, it's shocking how much he looks like our grandfather, just sitting there.
1: Funny thing in this photo, he's wearing a sort of a Hawaiian shirt or something. It actually looks like a shirt that our grandfather might have worn. There you go. Maybe it is. I mean, who knows? I guess he could have inherited it. But 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 no, That it, it, wait, where are they eating? It looks like they're eating in a fucking hotel.
0: I mean, maybe they went back to the hotel to just hang out for a while. I, I don't know. Who knows? Eh, whatever. It's Florida. Sorry. Everything looks the same. But no, it's, it's it's this concept of, and I want to get your thoughts on it, because obviously both of us, me very temporarily and now more long-term, and you permanently, once we had the opportunity, we left. We left the state. But there are people that, or at least we left our hometown, but there are people that will live in one place <laughs> like forever. And I I feel like, I don't know, I, like I respect it, I guess, but I feel like in order to be fair to yourself, you have to live somewhere else and give yourself a shot to see what else is out there, you know? Do you agree?
1: Uh, yeah, but it's just – I think it's like a, a personal thing and sort of – Circumstantial? A f- well, yes, but also like a family thing. Like there's tons of people that we went to school with in South Carolina that never left the state really. <laughs> like of even on vacation and certainly never lived anywhere else. Hang on. I don't know about
0: that. Never left the state on vacation.
1: Well, I mean, like literally never, I think they've, I think they've gone as far as like North Carolina and Georgia and maybe Florida. Like, I think there's a fair number of people. Never been on a plane. Come on. (laughs) Yes. Or have never been West of the Mississippi.
0: Okay. That, that now we're getting more truthful. Yeah, that's possible
1: for sure. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, I think it also has to do with, like, what you grew up with. Hmm. Like, we lived in the same place, basically. But both of our parents moved from nowhere near where we grew up. Like, they grew up in Florida, right. Florida and, Pennsylvania. and Pennsylvania. We lived in South Carolina. I mean, we were kind of smack dab in the middle. But So it wasn't it wasn't like uh, we California, grew up with our so, yeah. Meemaw and Pawpaw, like, right. five minutes away. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't have... Grandparents that we saw all the time that were close by. If we had, I love that. Maybe we'd. I love the assumption that if we were born and bred, and
0: our parents were in South Carolina, <laughs> it would not be grandma and grandpa and yaya papu. It would be me, and papa. That's that's a beautiful characterization I mean, of a am, typical am, South Carolina. Am
1: I wrong? No, but that's beside the point. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but uh I think uh, me, maw, and papa would live, uh Papaw. you know, ten minutes away. Yeah, the farm. Yeah or in a trailer in the back. Um, but
0: see, okay, I'm, I'm following, but even then... Right?
1: So my point is yeah. that like, if we grew up with our with our extended family close by, maybe we would want to stay closer to our extended family. Now, right. we did not grow up with that situation. We drove what seemed like 28 hours to visit our separate grandparents. Yes, it was usually correct. 12 to 14. Um, but uh, so we got used to traveling and mm-hmm. we also were not used to, we were used to not seeing our grandparents that often, like yeah, once, once or a twice year or a year. Sometimes twice, yeah. For sure. So I think, uh, it, if, if your parents sort of spread, and my wife's parents also lived most of their lives, mm-hmm. my wife's mother, like her pretty much her entire adult life, nowhere near her parents. Um, so okay. it's, it wasn't like, yeah, she she was a military kid so she moved a bunch when she was little and then settled in South Carolina but um it wasn't uncommon to be sort of like separated from your family but she has like cousins and stuff that from Michigan who lived like that's where her f- uh, father's family is from mm-hmm. and they a lot of them still live there sure. so i don't know i th- i think i think that has something to do with it like if you come from a family that's always lived if you're from a Charleston family that's always lived there, right. you know what I mean like For 100 years. Yeah. You have that sort of like this is this I'm from this family. We've lived in in this area and we're always going to live here versus like yeah, we, my parents moved here in 85 and right. I have I have no real connection to this place. Yeah. Or not enough to make me want to spend the rest of my life here to stay there.
0: Yeah, but I mean, okay, so let's say, you know, by the time you're, you're our age or even 10 or 20 years younger, let's say that Mima and Papa have, <laughs> have passed on and yeah, sure, your parents are still there, but is that then enough? Like, I, I don't know. When I, I mean, we, we both did pretty extreme things geographically. The second I graduated college, I drove, literally drove across the country to LA. You went to grad school even further away from South Carolina <laughs> in fucking Seattle. So like, clearly that was always in our blood, but I don't know, like I, for a number of reasons, I was itching to do that. I just wanted to get out. And perhaps it was because we had only lived in one place, but it's like, I and I know you feel this way, but I, I can't even imagine specifically Columbia. I know I came back to South Carolina, but Greenville may as well have been Wisconsin like you know I I still felt separated it wasn't like I was going back home every weekend so um so yeah I mean I I just had that desire to just get out and and clearly we both ultimately moved and lived a long way away me just seven years ago but you for pretty much your entire adult life have lived far away from your hometown so it, it just it's 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 not relatable to me that you could live you know, now for you and I, 40 plus years, essentially in one place.
1: I mean, for me, it was less that I have to get out. I just was like, I don't, ha- there's no reason to stay here. Like there's nothing that I really wanted. I guess I'm sort of saying the same thing, but from the other side, like it, it wasn't so much that I had to, to get out. I just, there was nothing mm-hmm. there that I wanted. Like, to stay. There was no reason for me to stay. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And I, yeah, I didn't have to, so I was like, "Why would I live here?"
0: But like, <laughs> what were your? I only remember one other one. What were your grad school choices? I remember Washington Lee and St. Louis, and then UW, which is where you ended up going. No, it's uh, Washington. Or Washington University. University. But,
1: yeah, sorry. Um, the there was that one. I think University of Virginia. Um, I got into Oregon and UW. Mm-hmm. I feel like i might have applied somewhere else
0: but again my i don't know. It's, my point is a it's, minimum none of them were close yeah a by. minimum of 450 miles from from columbia well or yeah Wisconsin. i mean
1: the i was like so there were a couple things like i going to school in south carolina for undergrad i was like this is as close as i i want to be mm-hmm. like i don't need to i wanted i wanted to live someplace different yeah and yeah. uh the Seattle opportunity. I was like, I'd rather. I went to undergrad in a college town. I want to live in a city, mm-hmm. so I moved to Seattle. Sure, win-win.
0: We moved out to Seattle. That's where we came yeah. to visit you. Um, <clears throat> inside joke that probably no one listening to this got, unless I forced this episode upon certain people who would get it. Um, yeah. So, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just. I wanted something different. Obviously I moved to LA. I
1: mean, it's, you moved not that, I mean, you went to LA, but not for that long. And then you basically lived where near where you went to college for
0: a long time, which I enjoyed. And I have no regrets. And the LA thing, you know, had things worked out differently, I I could have stayed there. There were a number of reasons, which I may or may not have gone over in this show. I won't do it now, but that I came back um, or, you know, came back East but again, all the while, even while I was in Greenville, even though I enjoyed it and I was just kind of continuing my college life because I lived with a friend of mine, <laughs> um, you know, it was like college was continuing into my early 30s. Um, but all the while, I I ha- always had that list in the back of my mind, Denver being one of the cities of four or five cities that I would, I knew I would ultimately move to. Ooh, what were the other places? Um, L.A. was one of them. San Jose was one of them. Um, you just like expensive places? or Just the most expensive places with the heaviest traffic yet. D.C., San Jose. Atlanta. Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, San, I mean, I, you know, I'm pretty sure you know about this. I even had a, a job opportunity in San Jose. And I remember <clears throat> I, I knew what the salary range remember, was. Or
1: if I did, I forgot oh, it. That's about right.
0: I knew what the salary range was. And I was looking at housing. And this was 20. 10 2009 maybe somewhere around that time frame and i started looking at, at housing and i was like I, i'm gonna have to live in my car like i can't afford anything <laughs> at the salary range that i was you know gonna potentially get so um but yeah just you know i think probably at the bottom of my list admittedly because i the climate would absolutely kill me was was vegas but there are plenty of other reasons that i would like to
1: wait why did you want to live in uh san jose just it's just, tech? It's just a cool town i mean tech no <laughs> not, isn't not really it, isn't san jose like northern california Yeah, san jose no
0: you're right when you said tech like that's it's a it's a suburb of san jose that it's like google area, and facebook right? yeah it's south bay it's south bay um so hang on before we continue we're just gonna have to pause what the fuck are you doing are you winding a cord <laughs> up or something
1: I'm looking for something. Oh, okay. This is not the right time. Not type. as usual as I was going to charge my pump, but.
0: Oh, okay. Um, but anyway. So yeah, so there was a list of of cities, and Denver was on it. Um. And, you know, then the opportunity came up, and it moved to the Den Vegas. Moved to the top of the list. Yeah, Den Vegas. That's
1: that's that's a term that's
0: never been used for Denver. No, not Den, Den Vegas. Vegas. I mean, gambling is legal here, but. Um, never been called den vegas that's probably a g vegas reference that you're making but anyway yes, so definitely so yeah again I mean, it should be called Den. once vegas. again i'm just going to keep talking once again um Fine. the opportunity to leave my home to keep ignoring st- know, my it. home state uh, popped up and, and and i took it and and here i am been here almost seven years which i said out loud a couple days ago and i was like "Geez, it does not seem like that long Jesus
1: Christ, still, seven years! still feel like a, <gasps> a new resident. Remember the, the blizzard of 09? Well, not because I wasn't living here, but... Um, yeah, seven years. I, I would have guessed longer, but...
0: I believe you. I just want everyone to note that Todd's little improv there lasted around seven <laughs> seconds, and then it completely ran out of steam. There, there was no uh, no gas in the tank... And no oil in the transmission. So anyway, um, yeah, Todd's a little improv. What are you going to do?
1: Um, Wait, I, sorry, said. I missed what you said. You're making fun of me because I was trying to go back seven years and I did a piss poor job on the math. Yeah,
0: of course. The that blizzard makes... of 2009, a.k.a. seven <laughs> years ago.
1: I wasn't trying to think of seven years ago. I was just trying to think of a time in the past and I was like, oh, shit, we're in mm. 21 already. Remember, we were walking uphill both ways to school. How about this? The, um, the blizzard of 2015. Does that work better? There you go. I was here in 2015. I know. There actually wasn't a, a blizzard in 2015. I'm sure. There's Isn't there a blizzard like every year? Misconception about Denver weather. There
0: is not. Now, in the mountains, possibly. But no, a blizzard is, is quite an event. And it does not happen all that. Good. You had one it's this not, year, right? We did have one this year. It was just—it was just last month. It was in March. So my uh,
1: assumption that there was one every year is not com- completely out of left field.
0: I think we've had three, maybe, maybe four, probably three since I've lived here. And if this is my seventh
1: year, so, so that would be one every quite, other year.
0: Yeah, not quite every other year. Not super common, but no, like people think, oh, from. November to April, it's just you're in a frozen tundra, and that's, that's no, no, sure. I
1: didn't think that. I not you sure actually that. get more snow than I had heard Denver got. I thought it hmm. was mostly like 60 degrees and sunny, but you get a fair amount of snow.
0: We get a fair amount of snow, we get a lot of 30, 40, 50, 60 degrees and sunny. A lot of sunny if you want sunny, and if you like sunny, sunny.
1: Sonny, Denver is the
0: place to be Remember high. that time we got the email that said The best part of the show
1: Is when, <laughs> is when Todd and when Scott When Todd sings a song and then Scott start pitches it reciling. up A step <laughs> For some reason even You guys though it's just not do different octaves Sonny, well, You're, you're Sonny. singing it <laughs> You're just singing it wrong It's not different octaves
0: yeah, I'm not claiming to know everything about that song. Anyway. Um,
1: yes. So I mentioned a show to you, and I don't know if you've watched it.
0: Okay.
1: Did you watch... Have you seen any Taskmaster? No. What well, You need to watch it. It's, I'm laughing because... Isn't that a YouTube show or something? Uh, it's it's a British show. Okay. I think all the seasons are on YouTube. I read... Somewhere today that I think they've started putting some of it on Comedy Central. It is mm. now my favorite show.
0: Okay. Now I see why you just assumed I would have watched it. I can promise you, because my T V never goes off of Comedy Central, that unless it's airing between two and five A. M. No, that's not, not why not I thought on it's, I mean
1: you you'll have to, it you can watch it on YouTube. It has commercials. It's right weird right. because YouTube puts in commercials and they have commercial breaks in the show where they're like, Now we're gonna go to but that's not where commercials are. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes those line up and other times yeah. they don't. And I'm like, what? How hard is it? I know that there are no people doing this. It's all like AI just jamming the commercials in there. But, yep, for sure. It's, it's very annoying to me that they don't line up. Because sometimes so, they'll like go to a commercial break, they have like a little mm-hmm. like outro and then an intro back in. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go to a commercial break, they'll have the outro intro. Then they'll start and then the next segment YouTube like ads. 20 seconds in, and then they'll do a YouTube out. I'm like, yeah. couldn't you just fucking scoot this over to the actual commercial break? They could have. Um, so, <sighs> for those of you,
0: including myself, that don't know what the hell Taskmasters is and Task why it's Master. now your favorite, okay, Taskmaster, and why it's now your favorite show, why don't you enlighten us?
1: So, Taskmaster is a British show devised by. A gentleman named alex horn who is what is a co-host of the show Mm -hmm. and they they call them series but there i think there have been 11 series seasons i think that's the british term for season it is Um, and i think the first two were like six episodes but now they're pretty i'm on season or series five they they've kind of rounded into eight episodes a series, so they're not. I mean, they're they're what I would guess is a an hour of actual television, or right, you know, forty so something minutes. It's like yeah, forty something minutes, um, and they have five comedians slash actors or something British people, uh, British comedians. I mean, they're so not always funny. British. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm just more, but um, and they they do a series of tasks that are sort of like they're kind of all over the place they um i'm trying to think of one that i watched today they had a they had this sort of pvc pipe with a uh, ping pong ball inside of it and had holes drilled in the side Mm -hmm. and you had to get the ping pong ball out and there were sort of two beakers of liquid and the fastest person to do it wins and some of them they give them time to do it they have to do like sort of a Make a movie like they had a green screen. Do the most interesting green screen thing you can do. You have ten minutes mm-hmm. to plan and then ten minutes to shoot it. They have team tasks. The I mean, just the the variety and sort of uh, creativity on the tasks that they come up with are really good. So
0: is this is this the show? How do I phrase this? Is this the show that led to our friend Mike? creating like those videos with his family is there any correlation there you remember that early on in the pandemic
1: he was I don't doing think stuff. so I, I know what okay. you're talking about Not but related there's no there I mean like I said there's been 11 seasons and I'm only five in
0: which series
1: I think series sorry <clears throat> Um. there doesn't there's no audience participation I mean they they so they okay. do these tasks over a series of a few months I think they film them all and mm. then they they have different episodes they bring the people back and they they watch mm-hmm. the results and um there's alex horn who's sort of the he's the guy that i think created according to the credits created and makes up the tasks i'm sure he has a team because like i said these are wildly creative right. and elaborate tasks and then there's a uh, greg shit i forgot his name who's the task greg master shit. who's who's the official host of <clears throat> the show and he's kind of a a grumpy crotchety guy. He makes fun of Alex and he makes fun of the contestants and he awards points. And the goal is to get the most points f- for each task. And then for the whole series.
0: So, so it's not necessarily, and I, I already know the answer to this. I think basically you said, but it's not necessarily that it's a race to complete the task first. It's some of them are have time, a certain amount of time to do the ones, task. And then you're judged based on yeah, how well so you like, completed
1: it. The first task of every show is called the prize task. So um they'll say um show us your most interesting item or bring in your most interesting item and the the people will bring in something and how they interpret interesting I mean they they do other things like I think the right. one I watched today was uh bring us that your your proudest item or the item you're most proud of mm-hmm. and uh they had, you know, they bring in various things, and those are the prizes. So, like during that episode, whoever wins that episode wins all five of those things at the end. Oh, interesting. Which, I mean, I don't know if they even actually get them because, like, the first series, like the first prize task, a guy brought in his wedding ring. <laughs> One of the comedians uh, did. My <laughs> son. Wait a minute. What? So I don't want that prize. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously it it varies like. The contestants or the comedians Mm -hmm. are, you know, they've all been good, but they're, you know, you have sort of favorites. There's typically one person that Greg, the host likes to make fun of and just mocks and usually does very poorly on the show. And then there's one person that you kind of like root for. Sometimes that's the same person. Sometimes it's different. Sure. Uh, But having watched most of five series of this, uh, the contestants have all been good. Like there's never, I haven't seen one yet where I'm like, God, none of these people are entertaining. There's always at least one or two people who liven up the show enough to make it interesting. Plus, like I said, the tasks are really well done and interesting. So they basically, they, they film them all or most of them at like this house Mm -hmm. that they have where they set up most of the tasks. Yeah. And sort of, they have an outside. And so like the one that I was mentioning to get the, get the ping pong ball out of that sort of PVC thing. Um, like you can, you could, this is in this room where they do a lot of tasks, but people walked out to get more liquid from the kitchen, which is sort of just down the hall. Mm-hmm. One of the other people said, is there a Hoover? And he's like, yeah, would you like me to get you one? Cause Alex, who is the sort of, he's the, like I said, he's the guy that writes all the stuff, but in the show, he plays just sort of the, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for kind of the, the, ringleader. the logistical guy. No, he's, I mean, the taskmaster's clearly in control of it, but he, he sort of presents tasks and answers questions while they're there. And also like helps them out mm-hmm. um, as far as getting things. And she's like, do you have a Hoover? And he's like, yeah, would you like me to get you one? And she just vacuumed it out. So some of it, sometimes it's thinking about like, there's a, there's an obvious way that it's meant to do this. How can I like, what do the rules say? And how can I think around them? to make it right. cuz there's oftentimes a very simple way to do it that <laughs> you're because like you're presented with like I thought of the vacuum thing actually before they picked that up cuz I was like you should just get a vacuum and suck it out but like because there was liquid on the table people it doesn't say you have to use liquid to get it out of the tube mm-hmm. but it's it's sort of suggested because it's there and that's when you see that it's like the first thing you think of
0: so it's a situation where you know, there's clearly five items that might help you, but you're also in a building. And if you think outside the box, you can say, hey, is there a vacuum cleaner that will do the same thing that the yeah. water will do, but 10 times faster? So
1: that one, one of, you can ask for it. It, it. was It was sort of like glued to the bottom of a tray and it said you can't touch the, the tube. And one of the contestants is like, I'm not touching the tube. I'm touching the tray and flipped it over. It said you can't move the tube. And she got zero mm-hmm. points because he's like, you clearly weren't fucking listening to the task. Right. Um, the tube. Yeah. And they do use profanity. In the first few seasons it, or series, it's bleeped out. But now they're just, say, profanity. just. Those Brits. Up. You fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care. <clears throat> They but they want. I, I guarantee you will like it. And does not like, my wife does not like it for some reason. I'm like, I don't understand how you don't like this show. It's I think it's now it's definitely my favorite show that I watch right now. Wow. And it's one of one of my favorite shows now, I think, of all time. I love it. High praise
0: coming from Todd. Taskmaster. Free pub
1: here on the Bro Pod. You you definitely should watch it. It's really, really good.
0: I'm going to give it a shot. It's, it's, the other it's interesting, interesting, interesting thing is
1: yeah. uh, I think the guy, Alex Horn, that writes, writes wrote or created the... I assume mm. he's the showrunner, too. The music is by... The sort of intro theme music is by the Horn section. He spells his name H-O-R-N-E. So I assume mm. he's in, in the band that in plays the, band. Like, the theme music, which is also yeah. super impressive. Why not?
0: <clears throat> so are they... are. Either the the Larry David type curmudgeonly character or Alex Horn are either one of them like carpenters or do they have no like
1: they are typically they skills no they don't make anything for them they give them they okay. give the people stuff like um, it's interesting too because sometimes they like you can tell they put more like one of those ones like use the green screen like yeah they'll put more production value into some of those things it's like you have thirty minutes to film it but I'm like this. This has clearly been like edited and like uh, recolored, like the film's been treated, you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. film. But it's like it's been made to look better. It's not like shot on an iPhone or anything. Like but that that doesn't take away from it at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I asked that question thinking in in the back of my mind like the, the two guys, I think the show's now over, but the two guys on Mythbusters like one of them was an engineer and one was a scientist. Like, does it have that feel that the two no, quote-unquote no, hosts not, have at have? not at all. It's it's
1: way more like, like I said, you there is there are some ways to think about like what's the best way to do it. Like the uh, mm-hmm. what was the other task they did today? I'm trying to think.
0: Yeah, let's give a second example. All we um, have is get a ping pong ball out of a PPC pipe with water. Yeah, uh...
1: so they had That's one a task. that. They had one there they sat down at the table and there was a bunch of stuff in front of them this was outside on the lawn okay and uh, in they the looked garden. at it yeah in the garden <laughs> and they sat down at the table and they open it up they're always sealed with a little wax seal you open up the task and it says uh, inflate put on the blindfold and inflate this balloon so that the circumfer or the the width of the balloon is the same as the length of a standard cucumber okay so they so they do that they blow it up to various widths um and then they take off their mask and they say and they he hands them another task which he does sometimes and it says now look at the scene out on the yard in the garden and name all the things that have changed so there's like just a there. There's a a variety of things. There's like a a rug, (laughs) some tables. Um, Alex is standing there. There's a big tarp hanging in the back. They changed the color of the tarp. They actually replaced Alex with someone else who sort of looked like him and put a different hat on Mm -hmm. him. Uh, Four of the five people did not notice that it was a different person, but did notice the hat had changed. No one noticed the big tarp hanging over the fence in the back had changed color. They moved some other things around. They had a mannequin that was lying in a sleeping bag. They put a beard on it. So <clears throat> there's that sort of like second task that was added right. And uh, just the sort of banter between the taskmaster and Alex are really is really funny too. He Alex plays very straight, and as I said, Greg is kind of grumpy and curmudgeonly yeah. right. and they they just work really well together. And they so, interact with comedians, so it's right that humorous helps. as well.
0: So the well, the one you just described is far more interesting than
1: the ping pong ball and the PVC. Well, they have quick ones and then slow ones.
0: Okay, so, so that's what I was going to ask. So is that was that the whole episode? I mean, I'm, I'm sure they could drag there's, that out. But the so there's the like there's the prize
1: then... task in the beginning, and then I think there are th- yeah. typically three tasks in the middle. Oh, okay. And then since they've all come back and they're watching it in a theater with an audience, they do a final task at the end live on stage. With the audience, I see. The one on this episode, I think, they had to. there was a balloon on the floor. They had been given a... Uh, Cucumber. No, they had been given a, a sort of sandal to put on their foot that had spikes on it. They had to hold their foot above the balloon, so they're standing on one leg. And then they played Greg Says. So anything where uh, Alex was reading the the statements, anything that Greg... It was like Simon Says, except Greg says... So they had to do some items and ignore others. And the first person, the last person to pop the balloon was the winner. I see. So they're all standing side by side on the stage. They had one where they're, they're all on stage and they had to paint the median duck. So they, they, they had dividers in between them. They were all painting a duck, but they wanted, you wanted to paint the one that was not the biggest, not the smallest, but the absolute middle because there were five of them. And then they got a bonus point for the the best looking duck. So they're like they're absurd tasks, and some of them are way more elaborate than others. But they're all like super interesting, bizarre. You will like it. Was this originally a BBC program, or is that? Yes, I I assume okay. so. I think it's still on. Okay. I think it's wildly popular.
0: I mean, maybe not now if the last part is, has studio audience involved, but. Yeah. Like not currently filming. I mean, they might be airing episodes that they filmed.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, they, I'm, I mean, I'm only on series five and there are 11 on right. YouTube. So Okay. I got I got a ways to go before I get to the.
0: So do you think your fascination with, the sh- with this show in particular is because you <clears> feel like if I'm ever going to make a show and make it in Hollywood, it's got to be so bizarre and off the wall. But I can see that these guys have 90 episodes in the can and that gives me hope that I can do this
1: one day. It's not that. I mean, it's one uh, of those shows where, like, I mean, it's sort of a reality show, but it's yeah, like we. No, I, I went to Hulu today, and there's a show on NBC apparently that I didn't know existed. And this, and I started watching the first episode of the second season because that's all that was on Hulu. It's called hmm. shit. I forget what it's called, but it's a crafts show with hmm. uh, Amy Poehler and. Uh, the guy who plays Ron Swanson. I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've heard
0: of it. I, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Ron Swanson. Uh, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. And
1: yes, thank you. Yes,
0: I remember. I'm surprised that I made it to a second season because I remember seeing ads for that, for its for the first season. This was a year or I mean, two ago. Maybe the I second
1: like, season is only streaming. I don't know. It's possible. But I was like, who is going to watch that? that was my so thought. anyway, I, we started watching it and determine that it was terrible, but just like yeah. the tone of it, like they were like bringing in sweet backstories of this kid who grew up in who lives in well, Mississippi American and TV. I know, and I was yeah. just like, God, this is why British TV is better because they don't
0: do They'll all this savvy
1: shit. That. Like, yeah, they tell nothing. Like one of the, the, I think the proudest thing, the prize task today, the guy who won it, um, it was like this medical device where you he was having surgery or lung surgery or something Mm -hmm. he had to blow into it and he had to get the the bubble above a certain level and he was very proud that he had done that so he could have surgery and saved his life like he mentioned that he's like well i gotta give you the winner because we're glad you're alive which is like the most sort of like (laughs) sappy part of the show that's as (laughs) heartwarming as it gets yeah that's as much as it gets Hmm. there's no like they could have done a five minute like hazy filtered thing where they're like showing him playing with his kids at home right. or something they didn't do any of that Vaseline shit. on the like, lens bullshit you know? yeah you know what I mean like I know exactly what none you of mean, that crap yes. yeah <clears throat> so that that <clears throat> that kind of to me shows the difference between like the reality television mm. I mean this isn't it's it's reality, but not really, because like right. none of these these people are already successful comedians. They're not trying to be. Yeah, they're not trying to win hundred thousand
0: dollars. Or yeah, it's not. It's not the um,
1: real world. Real yeah, there's the, the 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 When you win the series, you get a, a golden head of Greg the Taskmaster. Like that's your prize. <laughs> that's so got some value. Like, there's there's no. I mean, it's not real gold. Just painted know, gold. It's like a plastic head. Um, there's no real incentive other than like sure. the show is fun and I think it's popular even though I'd never heard of it before
0: for entertainment value only for entertainment purposes only I should say alright so Taskmaster that's everyone's chore for the week between yeah, this week's show you will and this like week's show is to check that out on the tube if I remember I will watch an episode on YouTube tomorrow I'm sure I'll have time tomorrow or some point over the weekend if it's on the yeah, tube. You will. And your shirt, sure you're,
1: you don't believe it's it's airing anywhere else. I mean, it's easy enough to watch on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I got all the
0: stuff. I, I mean, I don't have all the stuff, but I got Amazon Prime. I got Netflix. I got Disney Plus. I don't. I, got... I don't think it's on anything else. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'll figure that out. I'll look. I'll do my research. All right, Todd's gonna look. Um, okay. Well, let us transition. While staying in the entertainment genre, from TV to radio, not radio, TV to music, can we transition to music now? I'm looking... Yes. Okay. Todd Todd has now had two weeks to complete his small task of listening to 45 minutes or less if he wanted to of music. Um, So, damn it, I meant to look up... I'm going to do it right now as I'm speaking. So, this is the segment where we... Listen to different bands, and it is called Music Share here on the Bro Pod. I'll have to create some uh, intro music for it. Anyway, Music Share here on the Bro Pod. This week's lucky winners, lucky selections were
1: uh, what's the guy's name for you? Will Sorba. Will Sorba. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. It would have to be C S O R B. A, an American primitive... It could be kasorba It's not.
0: An American primitive instrumentalist. <laughs> and that's what Todd gave me to listen to, and then I kicked back to Todd, a band that I saw live in 2002? 2001, I think? Uh, Mercury uh, really? Program. I, it was actually, interestingly, crossover to a couple weeks ago. The show was Mercury Program opened. This was in Athens, Georgia. Mercury program opened then Fin Fang Foom and then Engine Down.
1: It was Wait, were we talking about
0: Fin Fang Foom? We were not. We were talking about Engine no. Down. That would be the crossover from a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I remember Engine Down. Yeah. I just didn't I know, know if, we were... if we had spoken about Fin no. Fang. Foom. All on Love It Records
0: at the at the time that
1: uh... Oh wait, Mercury programs on Love It too? They were. I don't know
0: if they still are. They might be. Huh. They, last thing they released was 2016. Are they still producing music? 2016 was the last release. It was an EP.
1: Yeah.
0: Um they're still together, according to Wikipedia, but Wikipedia is like, oh, they didn't play a show for 10 years and they played a reunion show at a local bar and it makes it look like they were together for that entire decade. So you, yeah, you can't trust Wikipedia sometimes. So I, I, <laughs> I think they are, but I mean, a lot of bands are kind of on hiatus right now, so I don't know sure. how permanent their hiatus is, But uh, but yeah, that's 2016 is the last release they had. So anyway, we'll let you start. Since you've had so much time to listen to... Wait, you've had the same amount of time
1: to listen to mine. I
0: know, but I haven't listened to the past week because I was ready last week.
1: Anyway, so, yeah.
0: Mercury Program. <laughs> Go.
1: Uh, I enjoyed this quite a bit, more than I thought. Um, I will say the first song, I think... I could be wrong because I was driving while listening to that song. Mm-hmm. I think the guitar did not start until like four minutes into the song. Wow um definitely like it has a it's honestly reminds me a lot of like a band like light or toe some of those like toe is sort of mathy yes. instrumental bands toe is one i stumbled upon today as a matter of fact long story oh, but anyway. I, that was one i would have sent you but okay well now I've um, heard it, so you
0: can't. but it was good <laughs> whatever i heard it, my spotify was just playing random stuff long story and, and a, a toe song came up. yeah
1: know. actually i was listening to one on amazon music and it after Mercury program was done, it rolled into uh, Mogwai, who I don't really listen Ooh. to, but I was like, I I Not didn't notice that I didn't notice that it was had changed that much. Although there's no vibraphone, it was definitely more guitar heavy yes. with the Mogwai, but it has that sort of post rock instrumental feel. Yep. I feel like it sounds it sounds a little bit like the band Tortoise to me. Sure. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Although the first song, there was some like. Percussion sound or like, sort of computer-based sound that sounded like an electronic fart. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that from that first song. It just goes like. I I, I, I I do, I do. I don't. It's a very weird sound. I'm like, why is that? So- it almost sounds like, the CD is. I wasn't listening to it on a CD, obviously. Right. Like a CD is skipping or something. Or there's some kind of like. Yeah. Error in the recording. No, I know exactly what you're. <laughs> because talking about. it's That's a great it's a super clean sound. Everything like. I, and i'm not saying this in a negative way it sounds like processed and like perfect yeah like there's no there's no fuzz or distortion i mean there right. i'm sure there is but everything sounds very distinct and clean mm-hmm. and there's a lot of echo and stuff and but it doesn't sound it's not like a swampy sound it's a very like clinical yeah and i, I mean that in a positive no, way I like it sounds clean, very sterile. clean and yes. like sterile i, I yes yeah, some sometimes you want that sometimes you don't sometimes you want a little sludge to your music but this music has no sludge and it. it's very tidy so did you just
0: um, listen to the album that i suggested or do, do you know
1: yeah i just listened to that one okay um and i assume the other albums sound similar they're, but they're all pretty know. similar i mean there's some <clears> um so yeah i like i like the vibraphone very unique parts, right? and just yeah i mean it's Honestly, it's a little jazzy, which is definitely a plus to me. I think there was like, again, maybe seven songs in. There were some vocals, but I think only on one song. Or maybe there was another band that came on at the end. I don't... I think, I think there was like one song with some vocals on yeah. it maybe like a guest star or something like i think they, to learn they language borrowed a singer from another
0: <laughs> no i think it's one of the guys in the band but i think i think you're right that album has one song with any sort of vocals and it's kind of whispering and i was
1: just like oh huh, yeah interesting i was not expecting that um but yeah the the music was good i would definitely listen to them more
0: yeah yeah their whole catalog is good um if you if you were to go to spotify and just listen all the way through their oldest stuff which I think was either late '90s or early 2000s. Their oldest release, maybe in 2000 itself. Um, like most of the songs had vocals, but even then, it was limited vocals, and they were just focusing on 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 the
1: rock. Um, so when you <laughs> the rock, yeah. oh. The rock, the rock music when you saw them yeah. like how many people are in the band i
0: is think it's like a four piece five, so four? the guitar they not the guitarists
1: they play multiple instruments they do
0: they do so there's a guy who plays both vibraphone and xylophone which is awesome
1: um <laughs> he that's that's something that's missing in most of american know, rock today is the xylophone
0: he i believe is also also played like keyboards um So he just likes having something flat and in front of him. Um, There's the drummer who also has the, has like a laptop next to him. So that sound you were talking about, (laughs) that's definitely the drummer. And it's interesting, it's it's a weird dynamic to the band because the drummer is kind of the leader of the band. Like in most bands, you know, the vocalist kind of, or the guitarist, like it's normally one of those two,
1: but the drummer is definitely the one kind of driving the show um there's other bands like that i feel like uh don caballero and battles no it's the same drummer no
0: they're <laughs> lead. yeah way to go you think of two examples it's the same guy but no there's <laughs> i'm saying there there are exceptions to that but generally when you think about yeah yeah, know, yeah
1: for sure you think about guns N' roses you see the drummer set up in the front of the stage yeah yeah, yeah yeah you're like oh this is different
0: and they didn't do that the vibraphone is in the front of the stage but
1: I know, but of you course. know what I mean. Yeah, I know I know, like what a... <laughs> I know what you
0: mean. Um, and then the, uh, a bassist and a guitarist who I think also at various times played, played other instruments. But I, I think the thing that really pulled me into Mercury Program and the thing that I found really appealing about them is like it's like you said, it's very jazzy and it's but it's like jazzy with a groove. And, and as a drummer, like I have played along to the songs, those Mercury Program songs myself, like while listening to them so many times and not as well as the guy who plays but I don't know it's just like very it's repetitive it's very um it doesn't make you want to dance but it just like yeah it definitely has a
1: groove like it's got that kind of dub to it yeah
0: I don't I don't know I I, I'm clearly at a loss for words I don't know how to describe it um it's just it's really good like it's yeah
1: I would say they have kind of a post-rock sound but it's not the like quiet loud no. Thing that some post rock bands like explosions have in the sky more and stuff just like, like that. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not that. It's more like No, it's straight ahead. Like a almost like a Dianoga. Or like I said, like a tortoise or something which is a little more jazzy. Yeah. Or any of those like I feel like there are other like thrill jockey bands and some of those other things that
0: right.
1: lean towards jazzier. Yeah. But yeah.
0: For sure. Okay. Good. I, I knew you'd like it. Like once we started doing this, that was Along with Engine Down, that was one of the ones I was like, "This this will make the list. He'll he'll have a positive reaction to it." So, and then there's Will Sorba. <laughs> um, so <laughs> so Will Sorba, and you get he has many releases from yes. just from his Bandcamp, which is what I what I what I listen to.
1: That's that's the only place I've seen his stuff.
0: Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, not a huge internet presence, not on Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying that as a good or a bad thing. I'm just yeah, st- yeah, stating that as a matter of fact.
1: Um, I would guess he's not in it for the commercial success.
0: Oh, no. I, I hope not. I hope he's got a, a day job. So Will Sorba, again, American, American primitive instrumentalist. Um, since I'm confident you don't currently have the... Shared show topics thing up. I'll just read straight from it. I literally said, "Did you think I would like this?" <laughs> it was. I
1: don't. You you didn't like it at all. You didn't find it like here, soothing or look relaxing.
0: It, look at look it. Here's the thing. All right, I can appreciate a good musician. He clearly knows what the fuck he's doing on playing what I can only assume is a guitar built in the 1740s. He knows how to play the guitar. All right. But if I wanted to sit on an Appalachian porch with my tooth and whittle a stick, then I would be sitting on an Appalachian porch with Wait, my tooth. Are you whittling it with your
1: tooth? I, maybe. you only have a tooth? No, because, yeah, scenario. tooth on gum would not work. I, I'd
0: have a knife out. It felt very, like, I, I, I will admit a guilty pleasure of mine is Moonshiners. I was like, I don't even know if the guys on Moonshiners would listen to this.
1: And enjoyed. What, are, what is, is that? A band, Moonshiners? No, that's a show on the History Channel
0: about guys that make and
1: sell oh, make moonshine. Moonshine.
0: Yeah. Um, it sound Here's here are a couple other quick notes. Every track on the album that I listened to, I'm assuming this is probably not the case on all of his records, but every track started out with like these bird sounds, which I don't. I'm not quite sure why that was the case. Um, and then he'd play guitar it's for 19 in minutes. The mood. And then it would end with the same birds (laughs) sort of like that's his way of taking us on a literal journey like with the birds flying above um and i also had the note that this album may very well have been one song like if not for the bird and maybe that's why the birds are there if not for the birds i would have no idea if he was switching songs he's just just strumming along playing music i also when I, i got towards the end of this of the album i will admit I think there's like 15 fucking songs and thing you maybe listen to. Yeah, that I you didn't that have to meaty. listen to the whole thing.
1: I think I said you don't have to listen to the whole thing. I don't recall that. It doesn't matter. I I plugged. It gets it. a little. It drags a little. I think.
0: I think it was track 15. I got about two minutes in. I was like, all right, I'm skipping. I'm skipping this song. I I I can't do it anymore. And then I listened to like the last two or whatever it was,
1: and I was finally done. But yeah, um, the, uh, the ironic thing is, yes. I think I might have mentioned this last week. I feel like this is his most. Accessible album of the ones listed there. What the fuck is that supposed to be? So the other well, stuff is harder to listen it, to? No. Yes. Because wow. a lot of the other stuff is way more droney.
0: Mm. Like just
1: has more kind of like this. Most of it has the it's picking sort of, and you can hear it in the background. The sort of American yes. primitive, yeah, finger picking style. Um, and I get like I think it's a, that album is. A little too long it could have easily been split into two i think for sure um but some of the other ones he has other players like uh like a banjo mm-hmm. and like um a, a fiddle where okay. some of that like fiddling can be interesting it can also be like a little annoying a, yes atonal you know what i mean yeah like, for sure right whiny yeah some of that stuff yeah like so some of the other albums are harder to listen to. I think. Okay. like I'm like Shocking. this. I like this sound. I find it very relaxing. Um, some of the other ones, when they bring in other instruments and are less sort of direct in in the playing style mm-hmm. or the music, mm-hmm. I think are like I can't really get into them. So but this stuff, I I enjoy. So that
0: that was kind of the last note that I had that I was going to ask is I, I and I genuinely didn't even think about this until around that 15th track or whatever it is that I skipped is it is the whole album just him like I can't even tell if there are other people accompanying him
1: I think this, this album, album. album is just him just him okay there are if you if you were to dive deeper into his discography I will not like ahead. it just it just chance, if you listen to one or two songs mm-hmm. on another album you'd be like oh yeah Todd gave me the good one gun firmly on head if <laughs> I were to do that yes <laughs> um, um, yeah so but yeah <laughs>
0: So if, if you're into a guy never saying a word or singing, playing one instrument, a primitive No, instrument, I told you it
1: was instrumental. I understand I? that,
0: which is why it made sense that I gave you Mercury Program after I listened to Will Sorba. I was like, "All right, oh, that's a good fit. We're, we're cutting out vocals this week. Um, so if you're into that, if you're into...
1: I mean, I listen picking, to a lot of instrumental music in general, so... I mean, that's, that's true. I'm not opposed to...
0: I mean, two weeks in a row, you've given me instrumental bands to listen to. So that uh, yeah. that checks out. If that makes sense. Um, but anyway, if you're into that, and you got some whittling
1: to do on the porch, it's funny now that I say that that I listen to a lot of instruments, instrumental music. Because mm-hmm. of like, if you were to say that I play an instrument, it would be singing.
0: So you think I'd be more hang focused on, hang on vocals? On. I would not say that you play an instrument. But it also, if I did, and the answer was singing, that's just because you can't play anything else. That has nothing to do. But with...
1: I'm, I'm actually a decent singer. I guess is my point.
0: Okay. Let's hear it.
1: And it's something that I, that I, that's like, I think some people like when you listen to music, the first thing you may focus in is on are the drums. For sure, hundred
0: percent.
1: I'm always listening to vocals first if the, okay. if the vocals exist. Right. Um. So. It's interesting to me that um, <laughs> I listen to so, so much, much instrumental, instrumental. music.
0: Because you're sick of getting inside your own head with the vocals, maybe. Nah,
1: you want to give your nah. brain a rest. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a, that sort of thing. That's I, not just, it? Okay. I like instrumental music, too, obviously. obviously. So, yeah,
0: I do not at all recommend Will Sorba. Todd clearly does. Oh, but man. I'm going to do a hard pass. Again, clearly the man knows what he's doing and playing whatever the hell it was he was playing, but guitar. no, just no, no, please next. <laughs> so, uh, that's it for music share.
1: Shit. Were we supposed to bring something to listen to this? No, that's like,
0: fine. We can, we can talk about it off here. We don't have to promote it on, okay. on this one. I don't,
1: I don't, I don't have anything off the top of my head. So I've I'll had a couple ideas, it.
0: but I don't like, I, I don't know. First of all, I've forgotten them sitting here in in real time, but in the the two weeks, I also want to go like completely different. Like I want to give you, there was, there was some, I remember when we two weeks ago first started talking about this, this episode, I thought about a, there was a hardcore metal band I was going to give you, but now I can't remember who it is just to like completely blow the genre out of the water. Um,
1: Now I've got a couple things I can give you,
0: but again, for the sake of my own sanity, make it something that you think I might. No, like. no, it, <laughs> I'm I'm you, almost offended that you thought I might like that. That was really I, really bad.
1: I, I really, I really enjoyed really that. Bad. I'm surprised you didn't like it at all. Like, what do you
0: do? Is it when you're falling asleep in the hammock on a warm summer afternoon? Is it when you're
1: con- Scott? There are more types of music than the small. Oh, here we go. Small, tiny window of white guy here we go jams that you listen to normally all right, first of all will sorba is a white guy so i don't I don't know why I'm this i know but i'm just saying it's not like a rock band listen as i have said um, hang on
0: hang on I, I want to clarify this because you oh just boy. tried to besmirch my character as i have said to anyone that will listen easy to do i will listen to any type of music once except country music and i think maybe that was your error here is this is too close to country to where and that's not the kind of country that I hate. I mean, the kind of country I hate is you know, my pickup broke down and my yeah, girlfriend I'm, won't blow me anymore. I, that's the kind I wasn't of giving I you Florida, Georgia line. No, yeah, I don't need any of that, shit. but I will listen to anything once, even some free jazz. shit. Although, again, please don't give
1: me that to listen to. Oh, I can definitely give you. Some I of that, know that you can. I won't, I won't, I won't put good of the things that I could give you. Yes. This was. Way more listenable than like 90% of my record collection. Okay. Well, then don't
0: give me any more of anything in your record collection. How about that? <laughs> Unless it's some like 90s indie band that are,
1: I was, may Do have you, yes. Do you, have you, are you familiar with Built to Spill? I mean, I know you've heard their name, but.
0: Yes. There was an album in have you heavy rotation at WSBF that, if you recall, at WSBF, every student would go in and write a review. And at the end of the review, it said orgasmic. A memorable, that was, um, I can picture the cover. I'm not even sure I recognize the name if you said it, but this would have been. What's the cover look like? 2000, maybe 99. Let me see if I can. What does the cover look like? I'm looking it up.
1: Does it keep it like a secret?
0: Ooh, that could have been it. Maybe I will recognize it if I say it.
1: Um,
0: well, you know what? I'm going to be full disclosure Maybe I wouldn't recognize it by the album cover because it was covered up by the review sticker. With
1: a giant sticker on it. <laughs> That's got to be it. Actually, this woman who's who's in the cover um, is or was in a, a band with friends of mine. I've met her a few times after hearing this album, which was well, interesting.
0: But... Humble Brag Name Drop. Yeah, keep nah, it like I mean, a like a, that had
1: to be it. It's a great album.
0: Because it wasn't ancient melodies of the future, so we'll go with keep it like a secret.
1: Ancient melodies of the future is a great album too, but
0: anyway, so yes, I I am I'm very familiar with pretty much that album. I also feel like again on either the Christmas mix that you would give out or that same oh, tape yeah. that I have, have of your show, there. there was one if not more. Oh, I got a couple other ideas. Songs. All right, we could we could talk about it off air. We don't have to go through this. Okay, Um and I'll try to remember which. Which metal band it was. Because I feel like you've probably not listened to anything like super hard in probably a very long time.
1: Uh, I don't know if that's true, but what you consider super hard is probably different.
0: Right, that's true. Like As Blood Runs Black, just as an example. Are you familiar with As Blood Runs Black?
1: Uh, I've heard that name before. I don't know if I know them. Okay, That might be one. I'll think about it. I'll think
0: about if that's the one that I want to go with. I'm not sure. Black Dahlia murder, stuff like that. I'm sure you've heard of them, but anyway. Yes. Um, okay. So that is it for music share for the week. We will possibly come back next week with more. Who knows? Um, quick switch. We're just at the hour mark. So we'll go a little bit deeper today. Uh, we are your COVID-19 resource as everyone knows. Um, This past weekend, I had my second shot. Was that this past weekend? Yeah, I guess it was. On Saturday. Um, and uh, So I got it Saturday, 11 a.m. Saturday night, I watched a double feature on HBO Max. And then Sunday, around 3 a.m., I woke up and did not feel well. Um, Nothing... Oh yeah, we talked like,
1: about how you would uh, probably be tired, how right? To yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It wasn't a it wasn't a particular symptom like you would get with either the flu or a common cold. I just woke up and just didn't. I just felt off, um, and most of that morning and through to mid afternoon on Sunday, so the day after my second shot, I was I was just fatigued. It was, it was, it was really weird. And I had that, I I was trying to describe it to my wife. I had that metallic taste in your mouth that you get when you have the common cold. Some of you may know what I'm talking about. about. Some of you may not. Like, it's just a weird, like kind of taste in your mouth. I had that pretty much all day Sunday, but, but by Sunday evening, the wife and I went out, took, took the dog on a walk. Um, And by Monday morning I was completely fine. I, I was, it was like nothing had happened. So again, so hopefully for all of those of you out there who are somewhere in the midst of having your first shot or haven't gotten your first shot yet or about to have your second shot, hopefully you have symptoms as mild as I did um, and and can get through it. Um, but yeah, going along those lines here on the Bro Pub, Scott and Todd, your COVID-19 resource, um, the U.S. as a whole, the U.S., and we'll talk about internationally in a moment, Get Todd's thoughts on this so he can stop looking at his phone. But the US is nearing thirty percent of the population having both vaccines, in the case of the two vaccines, being fully vaccinated. Let's just say that. With Moderna and Pfizer, that's two shots. With Johnson and Johnson, it's just the one. Um, so the US is well on its way. I think we're on still pace paused now. on J and J, though. J and J is back in the mix. Last I heard. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Here in your COVID-19 resource, please double check our facts if you have any questions or comments on that. Um, or confusion, I should say. If you have any comments, keep them to your damn self. But um, no, you can but send yeah, in 30, your comments. We're yeah, ne- you can send in your comments. We love hearing from the people. <laughs> the BroPod Network if, at gmail.com. If
1: they're negative, we may ignore them. But
0: Yeah, we can delete the emails easily enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, at, at this point, we're on a clip to get about 8 to 10% of the entire population vaccinated each month. Because we're doing about a million a day. There's 340 million people in the country, so I'll do the math for Todd. That's about 30 million a month, which is just under 9% per month. And the numbers might get higher. We will see. Um, there'll be a terminal velocity, obviously, where those numbers will start to decline because the people that are going to take it will start to all be done. Um, but I think by this summer, we could hit that magical 70% that everyone keeps talking about for the quote-unquote her immunity. And then things can more or less get back to normal. And hopefully by that point in time, deaths will be down. They have been down for some time now, five or six weeks, um, and new cases will be down. New cases are starting to trend downward again. They had kind of plateaued, as we talked about two weeks ago, but they're starting to trend downward again for the entire U.S. Obviously, certain states are better than others. Um, But with all the success we're having here in the U.S., as I'm sure many of you know, in the last few days, it's been pretty big in the news that India uh, is having a huge outbreak. I know, Todd, you tweeted a few days ago a graph about the world situation and that I think last week or week before was the highest week of new cases um, since this whole thing began from a worldwide perspective. And a lot of that is in the Southeast Asia area, obviously, including um, India, China, places like that. So...
1: Maybe you just that?
0: retweeted it. It didn't pay attention to it. Yes, it was definitely a retweet by you. Um, I definitely <laughs> so retweeted. I, it. I don't. Idea. I
1: don't remember that. Retweeted it was kind of that.
0: a. It was a stacked bar graph by continent, and you know, North America was like slowly getting smaller, but Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia, in the last five or six weeks, had really exploded in terms of their impact on overall new cases for the for the whole world. So. Thoughts, comments on what's happening in India or other parts of the world as the U.S. you know starts to get optimistic about what we've been doing.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, I think the thing that I retweeted was it was somebody that the graph was part of it, but it was someone who was saying it was it was a like a, a it was a call to release the, the vaccine that we have. Yeah, it was some. It was some thing that we're holding on to that yeah should be distributed to the rest of the world because it's It's like 50
0: million doses of i think astrazeneca
1: i think we weren't going to use it and that's what it was you're right clearly other people need it um yeah the because if we get 70 percent of the u.s great but if the rest of the world is at 20 percent, doesn't fucking matter because as we learned like it didn't. It didn't start in the United States, so it's right. pretty easy our for us to closed. travel. Yeah, even if they were, I mean, I right. closed is yeah a right relative's at. term. There are always going to be people coming in and out. So right. um, yeah, it it only makes sense to try to up the world uh, inoculation rate.
0: Sure. Um, and it's it's interesting. I I was talking about this with with Jamie a couple of nights ago, and. And she gave an analogy that I think is pretty apt. She's like, you know, I completely agree that we should send it overseas. But also, you know, as they say, when you're taking off or before you take off on a plane, put the mask on yourself first and then assist the child. She's like, we need to make sure we're under control. And she wasn't saying to not give it. She wants she wants to give the 50 million doses away, as do I, if we're not using it. But I think initially we had that as kind of a, a backup. Let's say Pfizer had to stop production for some reason or Moderna did. We wanted to have as much kind of on hand. Now, if we're still holding on to it in June or July, that's ridiculous. And now might be the time because Pfizer and and Moderna and Johnson & Johnson are all producing at a, at a good clip. And I think, like I, like I said, I think things are going smoothly here. Um, but yeah, totally agree. International travel, and that's what, you know, that's not impacting me or you. But I think ultimately that's what the world wants, is for everyone to be able to you know, cross borders again and not think twice about where they're going because there's a higher incidence of, of COVID in those places. And outbreaks like what's happening in India is is very bad. And obviously, India is a highly populated country. So <clears throat> the numbers might not seem as staggering as a percentage of population, but it's still sick people. It's still people that, that potentially could and are dying And obviously that's, that's never a good thing. And not all of India, but there are certainly parts of India where they don't have the modern medicine. I had a doctor friend who tweeted about, you know, he was like, remember how bad it was in New York city back in March and April of 2020. He's like, imagine that in what, in in a country where there are parts that are essentially a third world country, they don't have the medicine. They don't have access to ventilators and that sort of thing. He's like, you know, it could go, From bad to way worse, much faster than it did here in the, you know, the much more privileged U.S. um, as it did in in New York City back a little over a year ago now. So it's concerning, for sure. And you know, hopefully that is happening. I also read, I think today that the EU is going to start buying some supplies from Pfizer. Pfizer is going to start making vaccines and shipping them over to Europe. So clearly the
1: the idea they why why is why are we just now starting not we but i don't understand why they're not like again because
0: i think kind of up until recently pfizer like they were maximizing production and it was oh, only for the US. us yeah the us was taking everything they would
1: give them <clears throat> yeah we but have like... uh, friends that you met um who now live in italy and they're like man the us is so much farther ahead with the vaccinations Like, yeah, nobody has it here, basically.
0: Yeah. I mean, once we finally got on board and and all agreed to band together and do the right thing, we've we've done quite well. It's I'm sure the logistics were difficult at first, but I I know here in Colorado, Colorado is one of the states that's helping push that percentage up to 30 percent and over. I think we're over 30 percent as a state. Um, Alaska, I think, is the best the highest percentage of vaccinations is like 55 or 60%. But,
1: um, you know, some states are lagging like a little like 55 behind. out of 100 people, though, right?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. They're just waiting to get Bob and Tim and Bill to come in to get to 60%. Um, and then, of course, they're going to bring in the bears one by one.
1: The bears. The literal bears. Tim. The animals. Fucking Tim. Alaska Tim never wanted to be vaccinated. I don't I understand it. Well,
0: he's the one that lives on the island. Like, way away from Juno, He's nowhere near Anchorage. Yeah, know.
1: but, I mean, the island's only, what, like, five miles offshore? It's five miles offshore, but you can only
0: get there by rowboat, because they have the... Um, you can't have, I like, thought a true boat. I thought
1: he had a float plane.
0: No. No, he crashed it. He crashed oh, it into shit. the mountain. Remember? Mount Tim, uh, as he
1: called it. Wait, I thought yeah. he I thought he crashed it on land, because he, he was like, I can land this shit wherever. any he well, the didn't have ha- land,
0: like, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. But I thought it was more like a regular runway, but you're saying he just slammed it into the side of a mountain. He
0: tried. Well, he'd been experimenting with this idea of uphill landing, which I was like, Tim, you're a fucking idiot. It's very difficult <laughs> to do an uphill landing. <laughs> That's
1: so Tim. Because you're up decelerating
0: and you're coming <laughs> from an altitude. It's not going to work going uphill. And he's like, bro, somebody's got to do it. I'm Tim of Alaska. I'm going to make it happen. And so yeah. he tried to, Basically, he's decelerating and coming down and out soon at the last minute. He pulls the yoke, I believe it's called, and then tries to go up right at the right time into like the scree of a mountain. And it just – it wasn't happening. He broke his yoke. That's what everybody calls him now. Tim with the broke yoke. Broke yoke. He also broke broke his right – The funny
1: thing is most people think they're talking about eggs, but it's not eggs.
0: No, it has nothing to do with eggs. Ironically, he was – carrying eggs in the back of the plane, but they were fine. They were un-
1: unharmed because he surrounded well, I them with mean, a he, bunch of jackets. He's a short order cook. That's why he had the eggs.
0: He's a short order cook. And he was very late that day to work because he was fucking around with the planes and the mountains. But <laughs> anyway, so. Um, How does he get, so does he row his boat to work every day? Every day. That's why he's in such great shape. And he eats eggs. Gotcha. Oh yeah. He's got the guns. Yeah. He's a protein freak, man. That's, he's all about it. He's doing the Rocky thing. Just. Drinking and that's games, why he keeps strength.
1: saying, I get it now, that's why he keeps saying yeah. life is but a dream, because he's row, row, right. rowing his boat gently down the stream to work every day. It's not really a stream, it's kind of through the
0: sound. I know, sound, but you
1: know what, I mean... It
0: fits the bill, yeah. That is correct. It also makes so,
1: sense why he's always wearing those muscle tees. Well... Even in Alaska, I mean, it's getting warmer, but it certainly hasn't, like... Cat's Look, for those, of, yeah. for those
0: of you that don't know Tim, the way we met Tim was through our mutual friend Danny Dollar. They were on the, uh, the lesser known wrestling circuit. And that Tim, remember, Tim was super thin back in the day. Yeah. And Danny was like, Here's what you got to do. Danny was fat. And still is. Here's what you got to do. <laughs> you got to start drinking, just crack an egg, crack 10 into a glass, and just down it, get the protein, build the muscle. And so Danny actually got him on that regimen. And obviously, Danny. Either, works, either wears no shirt or sleeveless shirts. And so he also, mm-hmm. Danny was a big influence, was a big influence on Tim. Um, and so that's, but I that's think, where that came I from. I think
1: Danny Dollar's the guy that taught him how to fly too, right? That would surprise me.
0: That would surprise me a lot, actually. Did,
1: didn't he run Dollar Airlines no. for a while? No, you're thinking of somebody different, else. Different Dollar.
0: Different Dollar. Yeah. we know We know multiple people in the Dollar family, but... I don't think they have any that's relation. Da- to oh, that's
1: Davy Dollar. Davy Dollar. I think it was Davey Dollar. That's right. That's right. Davy Dollar. Old, old fifty cent. We used to call him. Which never made sense. No, no. pun intended. <laughs> but it never made <laughs> sense
0: to call him fifty cent because his name was Dollar. I mean, he was half an idiot, so maybe that maybe that oh checks God. out. That would make, that would
1: explain why he was related to Danny Dollar, though.
0: <laughs> that, <Half an laughs> no shit. That explains a lot. <laughs> Oh man, oh, good old Davey. Danny and Davey Yeah, Davey Dan was his uncle Dave. Everybody, everybody's name Started with a D in that dollar family Which is, the alliteration mm. was just out of control
1: Delilah Delilah, his sister yeah. Dana, she was. Donnie sweet, yeah. Yep No, Dana was Danny's brother, right? Da- Danny was, Dana was a boy? Dana-
0: yeah, Dana and Danny I don't remember Dana Dana Unless must have been twins. more your age. I don't remember Dana. I just remember Danny. And Delilah. Delilah was sweet. The only the only one with any sense in that family. Including Davy. Again, Sense. <laughs> Dave Davy. Who's Davy? Davy Dollar. Fifty cent. We were just talking about him. His name was Davy? <laughs> yeah, Davey. You reminded me of yeah. it because you just said it two minutes ago. No. Do I need to replay I, the audio from the show? I, no, I could have sworn his
1: name was something else. No, Davey Man, Dollar. Sometimes, I mean, it's late. I'm, my It is late, of yeah. Course it, it's of near, course it's Davey. Davey. Yeah, of course Davey it's Davey Dollar.
0: Dollar. You dumbass. <laughs> 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 you damn fool. Anyway, so that's the Dollar Family. But we're not talking about, we're not here about talking about the Dollar Family. We're talking about Tim from Alaska. Yeah,
1: Alaskan the,
0: Tim. Alaskan Tim. The short order cook. So anyway, he is scheduled to get – they're only doing Johnson & Johnson up there because God knows he can't travel to the mainland more than once. So he's doing the one-shot take <laughs> yeah, all. He um, does that. I mean that that row is – The row, yeah. It's brutal. It takes a while. It's absolutely brutal. He only works one day a month. So when he's back in town next to do all of his short-order cooking for the next month, he's going to get his uh, get his vaccine. But you never know. You know. Sometimes he's late. Sometimes he misses a day.
1: He calls in the problem is, like, if his arm gets sore from the shot, it's gonna really fuck up his rowing schedule. Ooh, should, that's a good point. He should he should hitch a ride or something because it's it's really not safe to exert yourself yeah, like that. Nobody
0: likes Tim, so no one's gonna wanna True. paddle him back True. out. I mean, that's a that's a thing. Unless maybe they can airdrop him. I don't know. I'll have to get in touch with them, see what's going on, see what the deal is, make sure he's not holding up the uh, herd immunity that we're looking for here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. possibly. So that is your COVID-19 update here from the bro pod with Scott and Todd, um, specifically Alaska. I'm glad we're able to bring in a com- conversation about Alaska. because Yeah.
1: And our friends in Alaska. And our friends. Yeah. Our friends in Alaska. Friends, listeners. I mean, I think we have a pretty, a deep reach in Alaska. I mean, Anchorage, I mean, if, when I'm looking at the stats. We're getting, I mean, if you, we know we've got at least 1% of the entire Alaskan population.
0: That is true with Tim. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, gnome
0: we he's need to got, do some do he's got marketing. a friend or two eh. yeah gnome if you want to gnome yeah gnome if you dare um but anyway we'll, we'll get the gorilla team out there and get the street team to give out some stickers and flyers and stuff not flyers but just stickers uh on the show we gotta get to that
1: <laughs> i'm just missing a lot of music kind of of. just here's some pieces of paper about how to listen to a podcast
0: <laughs> Just plastering flyers mm-hmm. on telephone poles and things of the sort. Yeah. So people know how to listen. Um, but yeah, we got to get to that $42 million. $42 million. <laughs> My mind just thinks of money. $42 million listener mark so that we can uh, cash in like uh, Rogues and Simmons. And uh, that's our next stop, ladies and gents. Well, next stop is Spotify deal worth nine figures and then five more years of show. Yeah, and then we're out. I mean, we can negotiate on that that's too. That's the master plan. Yeah, that's true. Or we could we could do franchisees. We can get some people that have equal uh, entertainment value and equal wit. We can have them do the bro pod. They have to be brothers, of course, but we'll figure yeah. that out. That's all in the contract negotiate. Um,
1: so maybe uh, Danny and Davy.
0: Maybe Danny mm. and Davey. That's a good yeah. point. I, mean, I might dip our content. But now defunct Dollar Airlines. Yeah, they could uh, they could talk about that.
1: Oh, we yeah. could. We should talk we to go. them because if they start a new airline, they can have it as, you know, when you used to fly on airlines when they had the like mm-hmm. 10 channels of audio through That's those little plastic tubes. Yes. The bro could be running on one of those just wow. like 24 seven. You could That'd bring that back as a discount airliner rather than <laughs> no phones allowed, but we'll give you these plastic tube headphones.
0: I like that a lot. Actually. People would love that. They'd fly dollar airlines just for that reason. Sure. The prices are I mean, exorbitant, but the, uh, I, I the entertainment content I, I
1: thought the prices are pretty low. I mean, it's called dollar no, airlines. No,
0: no. I know, and they're a discount airline, and you would think, but it's like $600 for a round-trip ticket to the next state over. It's unbelievable.
1: Well, originally they were going to do like $5 round-trip ticket and yeah. $500 for the headphones. Right. Because they know people are going to want the content. I so. mean,
0: they know what they're doing. We can talk to them. Set up a meeting. Set up a Zoom call. Set up a
1: meeting. Yeah. Get the assistant on it. What's her assistant's name? Dolores. Dolores. Yeah. Wait, is she a dollar too?
0: No, but they only hire people whose names start with D. Gotcha. Gotcha. Dolores Dunway. Dolly Dolly D. Dolly D. That's right. All right. Dear God, we're going to end the show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) May God have mercy on us all. Thank you for listening. Um yeah, I have nothing more to say. Uh hit the show up the underscore bro underscore pod. Shoot us an email. Tell us if you know anyone, the Dollar Clan, the bropod network at gmail.com. Check out our website, bropodnetwork.com. Um and yeah, we got a lot more uh cool stuff coming. There's possibly gonna be an interview with a friend of mine whose family member is part of a um what's the term Cult By a clan a cult yes wow that's an amazing guess i didn't say anything wait is that true yeah yes her uncle is part of a cult actually the leader of a cult that interview should be coming up in the next couple of weeks jamie and i will be doing that so that'll be listed as uh, an other half episode but be a lookout for that
1: this is someone who lives near you the friend lives near me the cult leader lives yeah, yeah. in
0: a different state but yes
1: So the cult is not operating out of Colorado.
0: No, the cult is operating out of the
1: state that you and I lived in for about
0: a year. Hmm. Not surprisingly. makes sense. but, uh, anyway, so you chewing gum, what's happening over there?
1: Do they suck toads in the cult? (laughs) I
0: I don't know. We're going to have to interview her and see what the deets are. Get the full deets. So that'll be coming up soon. I'm I'm actually very excited about that. I just had that idea a couple days ago. Um, it may have even been yesterday, so looking forward to that. But anyway,
1: um,
0: so yeah, you guys have a great end to April as you're listening to this. It will already be May. Yes.
1: That'll be the second interview, third interview, I guess third. On this show? On the BroPod. Yeah.
0: Well, we did an interview with Rhino. Are you counting that?
1: Yes, and then Richard. Richard. Not really an interview. Our friend Ricky. Oh, Ricky. Yeah. I I was more of a guest's appearance. We I well, mean, both of those were more guests. They weren't really interviews. Now,
0: yeah, we were guests on one. You realize the Ricky episode has still never aired.
1: Oh, it's never been shit. released
0: to the public <laughs> because of the. But it was insane, recorded. It was recorded, and it could be released. There's an insane amount of editing that needs to be done to make that a reality. Maybe one day. I mean, one day I definitely will, because it was it was classic, for sure. Did you just take gum out of your mouth and put it back in? What is happening over there? Did you, like, pick up a a pop rock or something? I have
1: gum, and then I realize I can't chew gum while I'm podcasting.
0: Well, then we'll end the show. Thank you all for listening. We do appreciate it. Hit us up on the socials. You know how to do it. You know where to find us. We will see you next week. And until then, peace!